Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of A Sip of Coffee. It's a place where we talk about faith, family, fitness, and finance. My name is David. And I'm Priscilla. And and we we are are the the Coffees. Coffees. Listen, today's episode is going to be absolutely amazing. I hope you're ready. Oh yeah, but before we get into the episode, I need you to do three things for me. Right after the episode, I need you to go and visit wearethecoffees.com. Got it? That's wearethecoffees.com. You gotta check out the website. You're gonna love it. It's full of inspiration, encouragement, education, and empowerment. I'm telling you, it was designed specifically for you. Number two, I need for you to subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you're listening to it, go ahead and subscribe. And number three is give us a great review. All right. With that being said, let's get to it. Let's go. everybody like we said we're getting ready to have an amazing show i'm so excited welcome everybody to the second episode of a sip of coffee episode two yes are you excited sweetie i'm very excited let's get it (laughs) as you heard in the intro you know on a sip of coffee we talk about faith family fitness and finance specifically today we're going to talk about relational fitness right Mm -hmm. and even more specific we're going to be talking about the importance of choosing the right relationships Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Listen, I am excited about it. Relationships are so important. Uh, But before we get into any of that, we like to start the show off with a quality quote regarding our topic for the day. Okay. So our quote for today is, the relationship with yourself sets a tone for every other relationship you have. And that quote is by Jane Travis. I'm going to say it again. Mm -hmm. The relationship with yourself Sets the tone for every other relationship you have, Jane Travis. I love that. So many people don't realize that how you treat yourself is how you tell other people or you teach other people how they are supposed to treat you. And so if you don't know you, it's going to be difficult to really explain who you are to other people. Absolutely. And if you don't um, honor yourself, Mm. you got to honor yourself first because people take note of how to treat you from the way that you treat you. Absolutely. Yeah. If you honor your time, people are going to honor your time. Absolutely. You know, if you respect, um, if you respect your home, it's like coming into somebody's home and their home is beautifully kept. Mm -hmm. You're not just going to walk up in there and sit your (laughs) dripping, uh, pop down on their coffee table right, right, right. and it's all nice and clean and organized. You're going to hold on to that. Exactly. So, you know, people take their cue from you. Absolutely. I love that. And you know, there was a, uh, some research that was done. I think it was mostly done in Detroit. Well, it's been done in a lot of different places, but in Detroit specifically is what I, the article that I read where a lot of the abandoned buildings, um, the ones that had broken windows and things like that, what happened was they found that more broken windows were happening in the middle of the night or, you know, they were spray painting it and damaging it. But the windows that they fixed on the the other buildings that they kept up, nobody bothered them. Nobody touched them because the buildings look good. And it was it was it's just a another example of how people respect what you already respect. You know, Absolutely. And so it's the same thing with your relationships and with your life and how you treat yourself. And I think that's a great point. And so. 
with relationships in us, this is where I want to start today. Specifically uh, in my life, kind of like the history of what I've experienced in relationships. When I was a teenager, I actually thought I knew everything about relationships. It's kind of <laughs> weird. You know how teenagers assume that they know everything? Uh, no. During... <laughs> right, right. During that time of my life, you couldn't tell me anything. I thought I had all of my friendships worked out. I thought I had all of my romantic relationships worked out. I thought I had it all figured out. And even coming into adulthood, I thought I had it all figured out. Uh, but the truth is, I really wasn't as careful and vigilant and as, you know, I wasn't really detailed concerning my choice of friends. Mm -hmm. And in my life early on, you couldn't tell me anything because I thought that my best friend in the 90s would always be my best friend. I thought my best friend in the 80s would always be my best friend. I thought that my romantic relationships that I was in was always going to be. I was so, so (laughs) wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I I think by the grace of God, God, he kept me from things being so much crazier than they were in my life because I was not good at picking friends. I was not good at picking romantic relationships and God blessed me, you know, during that time. So what about yourself? What has your, your relationship <laughs> experience been uh, overall? Uh, I think that's funny because um, I'm as I was growing up, I moved around a lot. Okay. What do you mean? Like you mean moved around in your city or other place? Like what do you mean? So some in my city, but I moved out of my, my city to different places within the state of Illinois is where I came from. Okay. <laughs> um, so I moved around to different places. So I went to different schools and stuff like that. So, um, I was used to meeting different people and making new friends. So I, for a long time, I didn't have this permanent friendship in my mind, okay, okay. you know, like I met people and I hung out with them. We were friends. And when I moved, like that was it. Yeah. Cause we didn't have social media. Oh, you true, know what true. I'm saying? So you couldn't so, keep in contact. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just did y'all keep... do pen pals, by the way? Y'all ever did I, that? No, I didn't do it. I mean, <laughs> we would always do stuff like we were going to do it in school, but it never It never happened. happened. <laughs> it never. I mean, I think it was, it was something to give you solace, like, Oh yeah, I'm still. We're actually gonna stay in touch, but no, I never, I never did. <laughs> but uh, growing up later, um, later years, I had, I had a best best friend that I did actually kind of think that we would be friends for very close friends for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I became an, an adult. That relationship changed. It shifted. I moved away again. Okay. You was a moving somebody, wasn't you? Yeah, I moved. (laughs) I moved from out of, well, I moved to uh, a small town in Illinois. I'm originally from Chicago, which I'm telling y'all this. He knows this. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Hey, I'm learning myself here. You know what I mean? She from the South Side, by the way. I like to throw that in. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, yeah. She's a G. You know what? Cut it out. Okay, but... um. So I was just thinking that uh, how relationships shift, you know, mm-hmm. and they change. And so I thought we was going to be homies forever. Uh, but that relationship, it shifted. So I like never really talked to her anymore. Um, but then I gained another really, really close relationship in my adulthood. Okay. And uh, we were really super tight. And um, I moved away again, and then <laughs> they moved away. And But the thing about it is that um, I've had other relationships that were really close to me, 
and I have not talked to them sometimes for a really long time. But then when we talk, we pick right back up mm-hmm. where we left off. So it's amazing how how interesting relationships can be. Um, you think that they're supposed to look one particular way. But if you just like hold this little standard of what you think it's supposed to be and don't give it any room to breathe, then you don't know what it really has the potential to be. It's true. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It is very, very amazing to me. Yeah. I I think for me, um, when I examine my old relationships, I realize how much of an impact they had on my life. And I realized how clueless I was to the impact they had on my life. And I'm talking about relationships with mentors, pastors, leaders, Mm. friends, romantic relationships. They all had a tremendous impact on my life. Some of it very, very good. Some of it absolutely horrible. Um, But they had an impact. And I think that in this season of our lives, we're realizing more, uh, you know, how important those relationships are and paying closer attention to who we choose to be in our life. Uh, in a specific way, whether it's mentors, whether it's leaders, whether it's friends, whether it's uh, certain family members, like all of that stuff. And I, I think it's it's important that we understand that. But I also understand this to our listeners today. You're probably thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute. I've, I've had some bad relationships over the years and some good ones. And some of you may be saying to yourself, it hasn't gone that well for me at all. Listen, hmm. I don't want you to be discouraged. There is hope. for your relationship. There's hope for you having great relationships. It's not the end. And I know how it is sometimes when you have a falling out with someone or multiple people, sometimes you're trying to figure out, was it their fault? Was it my fault? And sometimes there's pride there. So you don't even want to admit like what your, your, you know, what your contribution was to the falling of the relationship too. All of those emotions are happening, but I want to encourage you and let you know that there's a hope for your relationships. You know, what what do you think about that, sweetie? I think that that's, that's really key. I remember a story that you told um, a while ago, like you were preaching and you told this story about relationships and you talked about the, a train. Okay. Okay. And you talked about how people get on your train, your relationship train during mm. different stops in your life. And some of them are meant to stay on for the entirety of the journey. Wow. But then some are, some will get off at various stops, but that doesn't mean that the relationship is less impactful or that it didn't mean anything, but it just meant that that person had a stop to get off on. Yeah. They, they yeah. were never meant to go with you the entire way. Right. And I, I, that that is what I can cry about this particular thing. <coughs> Excuse me. I really think that people come into our lives and they impact us and they they leave a, a, a imprint in our life and it yes. and it, it it really impacts uh, our the way that we see life absolutely you know the way that we pursue life and goals and dreams mm-hmm. it makes us a part of who we are and um, some of it is good and some of it is bad but yeah. nevertheless it's still an impact absolutely and it does shape us in some sort of way yeah. and it helps us to be the people that we are yeah. You know, bad stuff helps us to be the people that we are absolutely. too. Absolutely. I think it's a major part of our destiny. 
It's a major part of our growth, our spiritual growth and development. It's a major, major part of becoming a better person, becoming wiser, stronger. Like you mentioned, the good and the bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think we can learn from um, getting into difficult situations and difficult relationships as well as appreciating the good ones. So we can learn from the bad ones and value and appreciate a lot of the good relationships. So I just want to encourage everybody who's listening today that there's hope for your relationships because as you, as we mentioned, if you notice, we didn't just talk about that. We had good relationships. We talked about that. We had bad relationships or tough ones and that that's a part of our life as well. And how we manage the bad ones is just as important as how we manage the good relationships Mm -hmm. Uh, because you're not always going to pick right. We're going to pick wrong sometimes. And then sometimes, and this is a side note, but I want to make sure I I, I, I talk about this. Sometimes there's some relationships that come into your life and you're trying to discover all that you can get out of it when really maybe your assignment was to really help that person. And there wasn't this huge, ridiculously large benefit for you. Maybe you were just meant to help that particular person. And then that was it for that season of your life. And, and And there's been times also where there's people who come into your life and it's, it seems like a horrible situation, um, but it turns out to be something absolutely amazing because of the end result. The journey was tough. The journey in the relationship was, was maybe even horrible to you, but the end result was absolutely phenomenal. So absolutely. I think that's really, really important. And so I just want to, like I said, I keep, keep saying and reminding everybody that there's hope for your relationship, relationships and how you choose them. But I like to make a declarative statement because this is important to me for my life and for those who are listening that you can win in your relationships like you can win in your relationships. I think that's good. I think that that's really good because people struggle so much in relationships. (laughs) We do. We all struggle at different times in our life Mm -hmm. with relationship. Relationships are a major part of our lives and um you know learning how to win in our relationships huge hey this is a life journey yes we could do this and get better and better and better all the time sometimes we suck Mm -hmm. (laughs) at being a good friend Mm -hmm. and we suck at picking good friends that's right you know it sounds to me like you're saying what we're saying on this podcast is that it's a skill yeah. Not to sound robotic or to is. sound like rigid, but it's a skill. It's something that you become better at over time with practice, with experience. Intentionality. Inten- say that one more time. With intentionality. Intentionality. That's key. That is good. That yeah. Is, talk about that a little bit. You got to grow in it and you have to do it on purpose. Do it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do it with intentionality. So like with any relationship that you have, uh, if it's a romantic relationship or mm-hmm. if it's a, a familial relationship, your sister, your brother, mm-hmm. whoever, any relationship that you have is what you make it. Yes. It's what you make it. Yes. What kind of work you put, you're putting into it. Um, how you're trying to establish memories. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're going to create good memories, uh, if you're going to uh, take time to be intentional, to get to know the person better, to spend time with them, to uh, grow in who you are Mm -hmm. and to grow in establishing a firm foundation in that relationship and making it better and better and better, that takes work. Work. Come on, somebody. That takes work. work. But we have to determine if this relationship is worth the work. Come on now. Come on now. 
Is this this relationship worth the work? That's friendships. That's romantic relationships. That's those who are engaged, who are saying, hey, listen, I'm thinking this person might be a potential spouse. Is it worth the work? Like, are there some non-negotiable flaws? Ah. (laughs) And you're saying, listen, I know marriage is work, but I'm not willing to put in that work. It's better to discover that before you say I do. Please. Please discover it. Discover it now. Discover Discover, it now. Discover it now before you put a ring on it. Discover it now. (laughs) Yes. Please discover it now. Um, You know, here's another side note, because, you know, you got me stirred up with the intentionality point. Putting in the work. There are some people who are putting in the work before there is a level of commitment from the other person. That's those who have not received a commitment of marriage. And you... There are women and men out there who want to be married. They want to have that commitment. They want to have a covenant relationship, mm-hmm. but the other person doesn't want it. They're giving so covenant privileges. They're giving covenant privileges to someone who doesn't want to be in a covenant. Mm. That is dangerous because then you're frustrated. You're angry because you're putting in the work of somebody who wants to be married. Who, Matter of fact, you're working like you already are married and the other person doesn't want to make that level of commitment. Listen. Don't stop wasting your time. Stop Ooh. wasting your time. It's not worth it. No, we you, you're really going to have to make a change. You're going to have to, um, like we used to do when we were like dating, mm-hmm. I would have these, uh, we would have these talks like, where are we now? Where are we not? We call them, where are we now talk? Like, what's that, <laughs> you know, what's, what's, what's like, up with us right now? Like, uh-huh. where are we now? Because like we talked about in the beginning, you have to value yourself. Yes. And you have to know because you're going to be upset with yourself. You have nobody else to blame about this because it's all about recognizing what's going on. You got to do some self-assessment. Am I trying to uh, win this person into my life, trying to pull them into a place in my life that they're not ready to go, you know, and I'm doing all of these things uh, for these particular reasons, whereas I wouldn't do them you know, if I knew that that person would never commit. Exactly. Because then you're going to kick yourself in the butt. Exactly. And that's why you you don't become physically and emotionally intimate with a person oh, yeah. before you know certain things and before you make that commitment. Because what happens is after you've become intimate in that way, sexually or whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. becoming intimate with them in, what happens is you can't think clearly Afterwards, because you can see the writing on the wall, you see the fruit of their life and you're like, ah, this is not somebody who I should be getting into a relationship with or getting into a marriage with. But your emotions are now thinking for you because you have been intimate in a way that you should All kind of blinders. I'm telling you, you let stuff slide. You let a whole bunch of stuff slide. You let all kind of stuff slide, you know, because you've invested a part of yourself, a part of your life that you're just like... I have to, I have to make this work now. Right, because you put so much into it and it's a dangerous place to be. I want to encourage those who are out there, even on this podcast, we didn't even plan on going this direction specifically, but this is important that you number one, you don't feel like um, you know, you have to stay in a, a toxic situation Come on. just because of what you've invested so far. I want to encourage you, move on. Life is too short for you to be like, I put too much into it. So I'm not going to, you know, you know, let this go. Well, if it's going down, you're going down with it. If you're not willing to move, don't go down with the ship. Do not go down with the ship. This is key. This you can is begin key. again. 
This is key. And like you, like you said, this is not where we were going to go. But if you find yourself in a toxic relationship and you're doing everything you can to salvage to salvage the relationship because you've put so much in it, this is how you know. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're letting all kind of stuff slide. And you're not telling other people about what you're putting up with, about right. what's happening in your Because you know that they're going to tell you what? They're going to say what? Uh-uh, you need to get up out of that. Man, you crazy. Girl, you crazy. No, come on. Like, no, you, you know they're going to tell you your worth. They're right. going to say, no, you deserve better. They're going to say no. And for that very reason, you don't say anything. You don't tell them. And that's how you know that your relationship is not healthy because yep. you keep people out of the private parts of it, out of the yep. inward parts of it, out of the things that hurt you so much. Yep. You don't want to share them with other yep. people because they're going to tell you to leave right and that happens a lot with people who are um in physical abusive situations yes but also people who are in emotional and verbal abusive situations where they're being damaged by the words of the other person and it's harming them internally and they're afraid to share it with somebody because of a variety of reasons yeah because the other person is going to tell them you need to get out you need to go Mm -hmm. you need to run Mm -hmm. (laughs) you need to you know and so it it can it's really difficult but if you're listening to this and you're in that situation listen let this be a moment of us giving you the courage to do the right thing you can do it you You can can do do it. it it may be hard the thought of starting over. That's what you think a lot of times. I don't want to start over. I don't want to do this again. I don't want... Okay, that might be a scary thought for you, but I'm telling you, starting over will give you room to breathe, to start out, to, to let go, to be by yourself and heal and to get a fresh perspective on life. Because that's another thing in choosing wrong relationships. If, if you're coming from, or if you're in a hurt place, um, you choose a relationship at that moment, then you're going to get into the wrong relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so true because a lot of times we choose people to be in our life when we're uh, in a sick position. Oh, yeah. Um, but what happens when you get healed? Can they handle the healed version of you? That's it. And do you want to be with them when you're healed? Like, Come on. You know, maybe you wanted to be with them or be around them when you were sick or when you were in a bad place. But now that you're healed and you're made whole, maybe this is not somebody you want to be around at all. Right. Are, are, you, are you like the the... It's like the drunken, the person that's drunk, and then they wake up like, oh, what, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. This person ain't got no teeth. Right. What in the world? What was I thinking? What was I thinking? <laughs> Where, the relationships that we get in, they reflect where we are right now in our life. That's true. Say it you again. Know? Say it one more the time. The relationships that we choose, it it's a it's a direct reflection of where we are. That's good. That's so good. That's so good. So as we kind of transition a little bit, number one, this is good. This yeah. isn't this good. This it's, it's this really good. I is, hope that that people get oh it. Goodness. I hope that they're getting it, and I hope that it's being it's helpful, you know, to them, and they're able to just sit and listen to this and just assess what's going on in their life and what's going on with the relationships. Absolutely, we absolutely. have so much to talk about. We do, we do. <laughs> um, I, we want to remind everybody the reason why we're talking about relationships is because something that we stand by and believe in is that. 
your greatest joy and your greatest pain, they come from relationships. So how you choose is very important. That's right. I want to say it again. Your greatest joy and your greatest pain, it comes from relationships, either good or bad ones or the lack thereof. Like it's really important. So how you choose is really key. Uh, there's a there's a scripture in uh, Proverbs four, verse nine and 10. And it says two people are better than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. That's this good. is really important. And I, I kind of wanted to bring that point out as we're sharing uh, more about relationships, because some people have been through so many difficult relationships that they're like, I'm a loner. I want to be by myself. Right. I don't need nobody. I don't need anybody's help. And that's not true, is it? Like, no, as human beings, we're created to be in relationship. We're absolutely. not made to be alone. Um, having a go at life by yourself is a lonely thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's not it's not enjoyable to do stuff alone, to, to just to navigate through life alone. Where's the reward in that? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, being in relationship is so rewarding rewarding. in that like another person's experiences and all of those things they have are unique to them and yours are unique to you. But when you connect with another person, you're able to share your life, your experiences, your vision, and they're able to share theirs with you. So places that they've been that you've never been, you get to be where they've never, where you've never been and experience things that you've never experienced Mm -hmm. through the eyes and the connection of relationships relationship with someone else. I have never been to Africa. I've never <laughs> been to all of these, you know, many, many different places. Right. But when I open up my heart and my life to gain relationship with people and someone else has done, visited, uh, experienced places and things and people that. that I haven't, what a joy. It broadens my horizons. Yes. It broadens my experiences, although vicariously, right, right. you know, it's still good because it opens up my eyes and it opens up my worldview. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It makes my life better. It does. And think about this. How many times could, could there be situations where someone has conquered something or gotten victory in a particular situation and you learn from that experience through them like you didn't experience it yourself but because you're in relationship with someone who has experienced it you don't have to go through it in order for you to learn about it you get to learn about it through relationship that's it that's a major part of it as well you get to really grow through relationships get a growth curve and I know here's the thing I want to I want to make sure we make this clear too when we're talking about relationships a lot of times people automatically go to uh, romantic relationships Mm -hmm. or marriage we're talking about friendships we're talking about uh, relationships with your siblings, your children, your parents, uh, your you know, friends. your, your friend, the variety of relationships. A lot of things that we're sharing right now has to do with all of those relationships. OK, there's another scripture I want to read. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise yeah. <laughs> for a companion of fools suffers harm. Mm. I'm going to read it again. Walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. So it's like 
you you when you're with wise people, you automatically, even without talking to them, there's a level of wisdom that you gain. Yeah. But then notice something. It says that a companion of fools suffers harm. It doesn't say that if you do something harmful, you can suffer harm. It says just just being around people who are acting foolish and being fools can cause you harm. And so (laughs) a lot of people are like, ah, it don't matter what my friends are. Yes, it does. It does. Because even if you're not with them when they do it, you still can be uh, affected some type of way. This is, this is good. And, and, and all of this that we're talking about, it's from the first point that you gave of your greatest joy and your greatest pain come from relationships. So how you choose is very important. And I want to say about that, that man, because we go through our greatest joys and our greatest pains in relationships Mm -hmm. does not mean we need to run from them. That's good. We need to embrace them because that's the cost of friendship Mm -hmm. is that you go through the hard stuff ups and downs and you go through the amazing stuff as well. You don't want to uh, neglect friendship because of the hard stuff because the low lows determine how high the highs are. That's good. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. it, it, it really, uh, it really brings so much more sweetness and value to the relationship. It means so much more when you've gone through something with someone, when you've seen them struggle and go through hardship and you were right there with them and they Mm -hmm. with you. Absolutely. How much sweeter are your victories together? Yes. And and to that point, I love that you brought that up, up because there's a unique difference between pain, trials, struggle within a relationship and toxicity. Oh, so it's like you go through something with a particular person and you, you go through it with them, which means you grow through it with them. Um, but when it's a toxic situation, there's no growth. It's it's just this horrible thing. And it's like this downward spiral where nobody's growing, nobody's winning and it's toxic. It's parasitic and it's not a good situation. So the type of relationships we're talking about that are healthy are those that are like, Hey, this is a hard time we're dealing with, but we're going to grow from this. We're going to learn from this and we're going to be better because of this. That's right. But if you're in a toxic situation, it's draining the very life out of you. Oh my goodness. You, you, you gotta, you gotta watch that. If you're there right now, you can, you can look at your life and see that you've been in this same place. You've not grown an inch mm-hmm. and you keep trying to make it work right you keep saying if i'm gonna stay it, it's gonna get better mm-hmm. um how long have you been saying that right you right. think about it think about it right think now about it. Think about how it. long have you been saying that and are you willing to next year at this time look back and and say it's been a whole nother year my, my, my. or to look three years from now and say I should have been out of this, but you're investing your time. You're investing your life into this. It's already been five years. It's already been three years and it's not getting better. And for some people it's been 15 years, 20 years. Like it's tough. You have to, when are you going to choose to cut the cord? My goodness. You gotta cut the cord. It's it's getting heavy in here today, but. You're so right, sweetie. We got to make that decision because, like I said earlier, life is too short 
for us to just remain in toxic situations. Yeah, it's so much life to live. Yeah. It's so much life to live. Live and have some joy and have some peace and gain some new relationships because a lot of times when we're in these bad relationships, like we talked about earlier, uh, it it taints our view of further relationships. That's true. And we go into new relationships looking sideways at people and they're not the ones that hurt us. Yeah, we're, we're holding them accountable for something that they had no, um, you know, a part of. They weren't a part of it at all. And we're, yeah. we're putting that pressure on them. We're expecting the worst. Exactly. From them. Because of what we've been through. That's true. But there's good news, you know, and that's what I want to talk about now where, you know, there's, we want to give you five quick tips uh, to really, really help you to um, have some good relationships. And I think that when you have these particular tips that we share, it's going to help you with the choosing of relationships because you know what you're expecting and what you're looking for. And when you know what a healthy relationship looks like, then you can now say, hey, I want to be in relationship with this person, whether friendly, whether romantic or whether it's getting closer to another family mm-hmm. member or whatever it is, or whether it's mentorship or leadership, whatever it is, whatever the relationship is. These are some good things to remember. And these five tips that we're going to share, it's not an exhaustive list. So it's like, we don't want you to think that it's the top five or it's the only five. Uh, it's just five things we think that are tremendously helpful in seeing what a good relationship really is. So uh, what's number one, sweetie? Number one is identifying the purpose of the relationship. That is so good. It, it kind of sounds a little rigid because it's like you're going on a job interview or something and trying to decide what the relationship is. But I think it's helpful because... When you define or when you identify what the purpose of the relationship is, it helps you to manage your expectations. It's true. And it puts you in a good situation so that you're not let down all the time because you're expecting this person to be something that they never expected to be or, or, or that they should be. So I think identifying the purpose of the relationship is really, really important. I think it's great because um, it also uh, helps to establish strong relationships. Let me give okay. an example. So if you have this friend in your life, you, um, I'm take, for example, I have a friend in my life. I don't have a car. I love okay. giving this example. Okay. I don't have an, a car. I need to go to work. I have to be at work at eight o'clock. Okay. And my friend works at the same place that I do. So they're telling me I'll pick you up so we can go to work at eight o'clock, but they're late. Every single Every day. day. Every day they're late. They lay, I'm mad and going off on them every time. Why you gonna make me lose my job and this and this and that? Uh-huh. Well, I have to take the time to determine that this is not a particular thing that this person is good at. Mm-hmm. This person is just a late person. I can Uber. Right. I could take an Uber right. or I could get a ride with someone else rather than put the pressure um, of say of of them picking me up at eight o'clock and knowing I'm going to be upset mm-hmm. with them because they can't get it right. Right. And putting that putting them in a place where they shouldn't be in my life. So that's causing conflict and trouble and yep. I'm mad at them all the time. And so it's destroying our friendship all because I haven't taken the time to assess That's or good. identify what this person can handle in my life. That's good. So when I do that, I can salvage that relationship and be a friend to that person and laugh and hang out and enjoy their time without putting the pressure on them of picking me up from work. If we don't have that problem, we're all good. 
good. Exactly. And then the, here's the thing. The first time that they didn't pick you up on time, they broke their word. Mm-hmm. But the, And so that was their fault. The next time and the next time and the next time, that's your fault because you've now, you've kept putting them in a position to do something that they are not good at. They're not good at. And you've got to say, you know what? I'm not going to pick this person to do that. And I think that's important. One of the things that I mentioned in my book, The Seven Most Important Relationships, is that sometimes when you misidentify or you don't uh, properly identify the relationship to begin with, sometimes because of life situations or because of new discovery, you've got to do what I call redefine the relationship. Come on. And when you do that, that'll help you to be able to find out what the real purpose of the relationship is. Yeah. Um, so number two is what? Number two is assessing access that people have to you. That's good. Ooh. That's good. Assessing access that people have to you. That's really important because I think there's so many people who feel guilty about the level of access that they give to people. And some relationships are not flourishing because they're giving too much access to people who either haven't earned it or shouldn't have that level of access at all. One of the things I always say is, is that, you know, God has called us to love everyone, uh, but he's not called us to give everyone equal access. That's right. You know, we should love everyone, but everyone does not deserve or should or have they earned equal access into our lives. That's right. If you're every time you get off the phone with this particular person, if you feel worse than what you got on, mm, you need goodness. to limit that access. You need to limit that access. <laughs> because there's some conversations that people take you to a dark place every time. Like it's always gloom and doom and stuff like that. If that, if you're not able to handle that and you're not able to overcome that, to be able to help them, then you need to limit that access. Or if they're a gossiper and you don't want to hear that mess, you know, you have to limit that that's access. right. And even if they're your family, like if you, you're, you're going to a family function and you know it gets crazy up over there mm. and you know it's going to be a problem after a while to get to talking out the Saturday neck, as I say. Mm-hmm. Limit <laughs> the access. You plan ahead of time before you go there. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. This is how long we're going to stay. And if we see things, we're going to have a signal <laughs> and we're going to get up <laughs> out of there right. by this time. Right, right. I'm, uh, 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 assessing right, right. the access that I'm going to allow this particular person or family member or whatever to have to my life. Yeah. And that Keeps doesn't trouble make, down. Exactly. And that doesn't make you a bad person. No. It doesn't make you, doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't make you, you know, as some people would say, sometimey or, uh, it doesn't make you bougie, whatever. Nah. It just means you value your life. You value your feelings. You value, you know, uh, how you, um, you know, are going to interact with certain situations and what's going to be the result of it. If you had remained and given that person this access, you value those moments and that doesn't make you selfish. It no. just means you care about you. And that's good. That's the same thing we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Hey, you give the cue to how people will treat you. Absolutely. Okay. Let's go to number three. Number three. Trust. Trust. Trust is huge because when you don't trust the person, it affects every aspect of the relationship. Because if you don't trust them, when they give you good news, you don't trust whether or not it's true or not. Mm-hmm. When you don't trust them, if they say they're going to do something, you don't believe that they're really going to do it. If there's no trust, and, and again, this applies to family, this, this parents, children, sisters, brothers, friends, or even romantic relationships. Trust is extremely important. And like we said before, your trust meter 
uh, a lot of times is controlled by your previous relationships. So before you say you don't trust a person, discover or examine if you don't trust them because of you or if you don't trust them because of them. That's good. That's good because sometimes we'll find that it's because of something that we've experienced mm-hmm. that we have not even given that person a chance. That's true. That's true. Or, and if it's, if it's not you, you may have looked at the fruit of their life and they may have displayed several things before you got into a relationship with them, while you're in a relationship with them. And the writing is clearly on the wall. The fruit of their life is speaking louder than the words that are coming out of their mouth. And you've got to take a look at the fruit of their life and determine whether or not they have earned your trust. And that's okay as well. That's That's perfectly fine. Yeah. That's all right. What's the next one? Number four is communication. Come on now. You know communication is so important. There, There have been relationships that I've been able to restore or to some degree salvage when they were, you know, maybe going down the drain because there was a misunderstanding and yeah. we were able to properly communicate. Being able to communicate was able to resolve the problem. And we were like, you know what? We don't even have a reason to be upset with each other. There was just a misunderstanding. But if we don't communicate and a person, we don't call the person or, or here's the worst thing in, in today's time, because we live in a social media generation. Um, you know, whether older or younger, every, most people are on social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get their feelings and thoughts out on social media. So they feel satisfied with just throwing it out there and they never actually call the person. They never call their friend that Man. they fell out with. They never call the person that they had an issue with and they feel like it's over and they haven't even talked to the person. That's true. That's not healthy communication. It's not. It's not. It leaves a lot of room for miscommunication. Absolutely. Just absolutely destroying relationships, you know, so just learning and investing That's your true. time in learning. Uh, I, I won't even just say learning. I'm going to say uh, Mr. Miyagi in it, like mastering. <laughs> Did you pull out Mr. Miyagi? I'm Miyagi, you know, mastering the art of communication yes. because it really is a skill. Right. So it's not just that you communicate. It's how you communicate. It's how you communicate. It's how you communicate. And the better we get at communication, the better we get in all of our relationships. That's good. That's good. Okay, what's number five? And number five is mutual deposits. Mutual deposits. Okay, so I want to give a caveat before we get into this one. I know that we said mutual deposits, um, but before we talk about mutual deposits, We do understand for those who are listening and may be saying, well, it can't always be mutual deposits because each relationship is different. There are some relationships where your level of deposits are not going to be mutual, but everybody's given some type of deposit. So, for example, uh, you know, me being, you know, I was a pastor of the House of Worship Church. While I was pastoring, uh, there were some relationships that I had where I did all the pouring. You know, I was doing the educating. I was giving the spiritual advice. I was giving impartation and inspiration. And that person wasn't necessarily giving me equal, um, you know, deposits back into my life or not the same thing. And so we do understand that it's not always going to be equal. uh, But when we say mutual deposits, we're talking about examining the relationship and finding out if there's appropriate deposits and appropriate withdrawals. Talk about that a little bit. I think that that's huge because like you said, um, 
all of the time, like you're not giving the exact same thing mm-hmm. uh, deposit wise, but there needs to be something in the account. There needs to be something in the account. There that's needs good. to that's be good. something in the account. That bank you account know? can't be dried up. It can't be dried up. Like if you if you're giving. Um, the other person is given, they may not be given the same thing. And actually that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. If the same thing is not being given, obviously you don't always, you don't need the same thing, but you do need a, 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 there's a call and there's a response. Like if I'm giving something, then you have to respond in some sort of way, Mm -hmm. even for me to know that what I'm given is of any value. Right. Sometimes it's simply being grateful, being thankful because of what was given. Absolutely. So like in your book, The Seven Most Important Relationships, it talks about so many different types of relationships and the type of relationship that you have. It really does determine the type of deposits that are that you're going to mutually be giving, giving. Um, But in that same respect, you're getting deposits from both sources. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because you never, ever want your account to be overdrawn. I'm trying to tell you. That's how you that's how you become burnout. That's how you 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 just become fatigued in relationships. That's how you completely be get get drained and you get um bitter in relationships when you're giving and giving and giving and giving and then there's nothing coming from the other side. That's there has good. to be something. Okay, so before we get into our listener questions, uh, let's just say a quick prayer, uh, you know, for our listeners overall um, so that they can really prosper and succeed in their relationships. Absolutely. Father God, we thank you so much for being with us in this conversation. It has had some bumps. It's It's been some really tough things that we've talked about. Um, we know that a lot of people are dealing with uh, toxic relationships. A lot of people are dealing with relationships where they've been hurt. A lot of relationships that need to be restored. A lot of it, relationships that really need some self-reflection, some some assessing and reevaluation. Oh God, we ask that you would open up our eyes and help us to see how we can grow in relationship, oh Father, to other people. Because we know, Father, that it's your will that we come together, that we grow in relationship with one another, that we love one another. You have so many one another verses. You you show us, oh Father, that you don't want us to be alone. It's not your plan that we be alone, but that we be together, that we love one another, that we encourage one another, that we lift up one another. So we thank you and we praise you for this time that you're allowing us to have together. Lord, I ask that you would just work on the inside of us, oh Father, and help us to grow more in you so that we can be in right relationship with one another, so that we can love one another well. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Let's get to some of our listener questions, uh, you know, really quick before we end the show. Yeah. Uh, The first question we have is, how do you limit access to a family member without them being mad at you? Say that one more time. How do you limit access to a family member without them being mad at you? That's a great question. Because you're like, this person is always going to be my family. Right. I'm always going to end up seeing them somehow. Yeah. And I don't want them to be angry at me because I have to now limit their access. Well, I think the first thing to remember is to make sure that however you limit the access, 
to do it in a kind, respectful and tactful way. Like, don't be nasty about it, you know, and don't say anything to really disrespect them when you're making a decision to limit the access. You That's, know what I mean? I, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that, you, right, like you don't say, well, uh-uh, I need to limit access. That's why I'm not about to be talking to you. I'm not coming <laughs> over your house. Uh, right. I'm limiting access to you. Right. No. <laughs> you can say it in a better way, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, limiting, limiting access, sometimes you have to make it known that it's beneficial for you and them. Right, that's You good. know, it helps to strengthen your relationship um, when you when you intentionally see each other around certain activities, things that you do well together in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so in your mind and in your heart, you know that you're limiting access, but they don't necessarily have to know it because you're transforming the way that you connect. Right, and that's really good. And sometimes... Just an honest conversation if the person asks, if they say, hey, you know what, we used to be together five days a week and it seems like you kind of, you know, pull back a little bit. You don't have to be secretive about it. Just be kind. And when you break it down and let them know, because sometimes it's it may not even be about them. It could be about you in the season that you're in in your life. And mm-hmm. so the most important thing is that you communicate, uh, but make sure that you do it with kindness and you always respect the other person. Even if they're a disrespectful person, mm-hmm. you still can be respectful in how you uh, limit your access Absolutely. with that particular family member. And uh, here's the thing. Sometimes that's going to be a great conversation and other times it may not be. That's but right. you can't avoid you know, having the conversation or avoid limiting the access at the expense of you know, your life or you, know, you being healthy in your relationships. You can't say... I don't want to have the conversation, so I'm going to let things go on as they were. No, don't no, do no. It. Have the conversation or limit the access the way you're supposed to. Absolutely. Okay. Lastly, you can't control whether or not they're angry with you or not. You like, can't. You could do it in the nicest way possible, and it's possible that they still could be mad at you mm-hmm. when you limit access. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. What's question number two? What would, What do you do? If you choose the wrong relationship, Uh-oh. what do you do? Do I you chose do? the wrong relationship. I chose what the wrong do I friend. do? I chose the wrong romantic relationship. I chose the, I chose wrong. I chose wrong. What do you do? Okay. So I think the first thing is, is to really examine why you chose wrong. Like if you realize you've come to the point where you're like, you know what? This was a bad decision. I think it's important to examine why you chose wrong. Why? Because if you in that relationship, if you don't know why you got into a bad relationship to begin with, all you're going to do is repeat it over again Ooh. and you're going to choose the same person in a different body. You know, Ooh. so you got to make sure that you examine why you chose a relationship because as you in the relationship, if you don't know why it was bad in the first place or why you chose that, then you're going to end up in the same situation. It's going to be a cycle and you're going to keep doing the same thing over again. So that's the first thing that I would say. Anything you want to add to that? Man, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think that I think that that is key, doing the hard work of self-assessing. Yeah. You know, figuring out why you chose wrong and taking the time to do the homework, to do the work and find out um how to go from where you are, how to choose right, what is right for you. You That's know, good. That's good. That's determining good. what is right for you, because if you could develop a picture of what you want in your life, you know, uh, what type of friend do I want mm-hmm. in my life? 
what type of friend can I be or do I want to be right. to other people? When you can develop a picture, then you have um, a place that you're aiming. You have a destination that you're headed towards. That's good. So. That's good. No, that's really good. And I think that this question has layers to it because the person asking the question may be saying, well, okay, I've made that discovery. I realized it was a bad relationship choice and I see where I went wrong. I recognize my blind spots. Now what? Because there's layers to it. What do mm -hmm. I do now? Well, if you are planning to end the relationship, um, then at that point, you have to make a decision to end the relationship in a healthy way. At the very least, end the relationship in a healthy way on your end. Because you can't control how healthy they're going to be, how they end it. But at least the way you do it should be, again, respectfully. It should be kind. And then also you may have to determine is this relationship supposed to end or does it just need to be redefined? That's right. right? That's that could right. be a friendship. And then when it comes to romantic relationships, you again should end that relationship in a healthy way. Um, even when you talk to other people about it. So let's just say you have a mutual friend, say, say uh, the relationship that you're in, you both have the same friend. Mm -hmm. When that other friend comes to you and say, Hey, what happened with you and such and such or whatever, make sure that you're respectful and kind and say, Hey, listen, I'm just in a different season of my life. And we decided to end the friendship or the relationship. Make sure that you don't talk bad about the person. Don't be negative concerning the situation. Cause all that does is pour negative fuel on a really bad fire and makes it bad. It also, it also will, will determine how you enter into your new relationship. If you're so consumed with how the last relationship ended, then you're not going to go into the new relationship in a healthy way. And so I think it's really important how you end the relationship yeah. uh, as well. Absolutely. And, and I wanted to also touch on uh, those toxic relationships that you're ending that you just need to get out of Oh yeah, and yeah. get out. Just, just get out. Just get out. Just get out. Get out. And um, as we were talking about the way that uh, it being healthy, it needs to be healthy on your part to where you have done and are doing the self-assessment. Yeah. Because that is going to determine That's key. where you go from here. So if you need to get out, get out. Mm -hmm. But then determine why you were in that relationship and what you need after that relationship, but right. don't neglect right. to get out. Right. That's really, really important. And then, you know, we touched on the friendship and we talked on, touched on the romantic relationships. And even when it comes to family members, sometimes you, you choose, you don't choose them, but you choose to get closer to them than you should have. Mm -hmm. When that happens, you do the same exact thing that, I, that we talked about before. Make sure that you begin to limit the access and you do it in a kind and respectful way, in a loving way, so that the, the relationship can continue maybe, uh, but in a healthy way. But maybe, like we used to say, I'm going to love them from a distance. Come on, from, from a, a distance. distance. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you know what? This has been a fantastic podcast. I'm just, this episode has been phenomenal, you know. So mm -hmm. I really hope that everyone, you know, got so much out of this particular episode. Uh, but before we get out of here, we want to uh, we want you to do three things for us, please. OK, uh, the first thing is, as this podcast is ending, we want you to subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And then number two, 
we want to make sure that you give us a great rating. I know this might be, be your first time listening, but go ahead and give us a great rating. Five stars or whatever the best rating is, we'd greatly appreciate it. And then lastly, number three, visit wearethecoffees.com. That's wearethecoffees.com. It's a great place to get some amazing resources, specifically in the area of faith, family, fitness, and finance. God bless you. You God all have a you. great day. Take care.